So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we are putting almost the final bow on the 2022 Dynasty season. We will be talking Dynasty rookies from the 2022 class next week. But uh, my co-host tonight is no rookie, as a matter of fact. He is my normal co-host he is in fact the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair how you been buddy i have been good you know it's never fun to miss you but i had fun with kyle you did an excellent job you know winging it as you do uh i was really hoping so i have the lines on underneath this monitor i was really hoping that by the end of it i would be creeping closer to a honolulu blue playoffs But the Seattle Seahawks and Los Angeles Rams decided to fart directly into my face earlier. And so now we're just hoping to break Aaron Rodgers' heart. But I'm good. How are you, man? Dude, I'm good. Um, As I did a couple of shows last week, uh, flew solo the week before you and Kyle held it down. And then the week before that, Kyle and I held it down. But looking to get on track. So had some time the other day. And uh, this may surprise the listener, but I literally wrote out show topics from now through the end of April into May. Such a tryhard. Uh, well, you know, it's I, I've got a nice mixture of rookie content, startup content, free agent content. We're going to, like I said, we're going to touch on rookies next week. Maybe we'll grab a guest. Maybe we can uh, talk Dallas into joining us to talk some 2022 rookies and some 2023 rookies. And speaking of Dallas, you know, he's uh, getting fired up. There'll be a lot more rookie content coming out of Dallas and the rookie rundown. A little, a little, a little less Kyle from the fantasy football smackdown as he does a redraft show and redraft season is officially done. We'll see what uh, Tyler and Lou have in the tank, but I do expect more of uh, the guys from the Dynasty War Games as well. But, uh, dude, it's me and you. And, uh, you know, how did your, how did your seasons, you know, wind up? Did, did things go good? Are you happy? Could they have been better? I haven't really talked to you. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too big into the DeMar Hamlin. I think we handled it how we handled it. Yeah. But uh, how were you uh, impacted and how'd you do? Uh, I made money, but I don't know. I don't think I made a ton of money. I lost a lot of first round games. The, the JT, it was like every team that got in with JT was good enough to not get a buy. And then he went down. 
So I was playing that week and I lost a bunch that week. Uh, I won a couple, which, you know, paid for the leagues I did, which is, you know, at least what you're hoping for. But it was definitely not as good as I thought this year was going to be. Because when we were sort of coming into the playoffs, I thought I was going to have a really, really good year. And that first week just punched me right in the face. You know, I wound up in three cha- three championship games, but but you know what has been as much fun as uh, as that is like the leagues where like the goat district leagues do this, where the the non six playoff teams wind up in like what you would call a toilet bowl bracket. Right. You know, where you're playing for the one thirteen. You, know, I know there are leagues out there where that bracket plays for a plays for the uh, like the 101 I guess that would have worked out in my benefit had we done that because I won two of those I won uh the 113 in the rock Aleutian league we're in with AJ and G and the guys uh, from Australia and then I did one in a goat league so those were fun but I finally nailed down the ultimate dynasty podcasters league and, and that is one that I have wanted for so long and, and it's really because of the amount of respect I have for the guys in it you know, you're talking Dynasty OGs like Rich from the Dynasty Nerds, Tyler Gunther from the Dynasty Happy Hour, Izzy from the DTC, Shane Manella. I mean, a lot of hard hitters. I mean, legends, guys that are, you know, been playing Dynasty for 10, 15, 20 years. And to win that league amongst content creators at that level felt really, really good to me. And then uh, I split Trade Addict 7. So okay. we were in, so it was, it was going to be a really great game. Okay. Just going to be a really, really good game. So I was up 11. I think it was 11. Let's say 10, 10 plus or minus one, whatever. I was up 10 ish. They had, it was uh Tyler Gunther and Doug Eddie from the dynasty happy hour against your boy here. I had, a, I had a 10 point lead. They had Dawson Knox. Steph- uh, they had Dawson Knox, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I had Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So, so let's just give let's just give Knox that ten points, right? I think it's what he had today, as a matter of fact. So it would have been Diggs and Allen versus Burrow and Chase. Certainly would have been one for the ages, but you know, an unfortunate strike. But we you know we split the money. We, yeah, we I think you got it. You know, uh, three time champion, and, and I'm really proud of that one because in that league, Trade Attic Seven, I lost Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. So I lost last year's RB1, and I lost last year's number one overall scoring player and still managed to to get to the championship. So that's how things wound up for me. Uh, I want to say what's up to Mike and our boy G from Australia. Well, he's Um, one of the assholes that beat me in the first round of the league. So I mean, he he may be an asshole, but he's our asshole. And uh, if you want to be one of our assholes, head over to YouTube. Because if you were subscribed on YouTube, you would have been watching this show several days early. So it was in Jerry's schedule and in my schedule to be able to record this Sunday evening, as Jerry mentioned just a minute ago, during the Lions-Packers game. And on Tuesday night, Jerry, you're probably working. Yep. And I will be doing a 10-round Dynasty Superflex mock draft. Because uh, startup season is upon us with a uh, former co-host of the show, John Ships, and the Toilets to Titles gang. So make sure after you finish subscribing to our YouTube channel, go backward to the Toilets to Titles channel and catch that 10-round startup Superflex mock draft from Tuesday night. So if you're li- listening to this live, you're hearing about the future. If you're listening to this on podcast on Wednesday... You're listening to this about the past. You uh, you are in a time machine currently, Jerry. Do you feel like you're in a time machine? Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a weird one. No, I don't, because the Lions are going to rip my heart out, which means that's the past, the future, and the present. You know, we we can talk about that because you know we're we're going to get to some some guys that that did well this year, some guys that broke our heart, some surprises. Uh, but you know, your Lions, you know. They probably missed the opportunity when they got beat by Carolina. That was the, you know, they always say the one that got away. I think that was the one that got away from your uh, from your boys in blue. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's been a pretty good run. Uh, yeah. Much oh. better than, than the run my Colts have been on. Yeah. Yeah, that's the opposite trend there, buddy. 
Well, here's the thing. If you're going to suck, really suck. True. And, and, and I'm really glad the Colts suck. As everything shook out, they're going to have the four pick as it looks. And that loss today, as we're recording this show, that loss to Houston means Bryce Young's not coming to the AFC South. I mean, True. he could. He could if no one trades up with the Bears and the Bears wind up drafting like a Will Anderson out of out of Alabama. Maybe, but you know what? Not only did the Colts get closer to getting their own rookie QB with the fourth overall pick, uh, maybe they force C.J. Stroud into the division. I really don't know. But that, that's how it's supposed to be. And the Colts weren't tanking. They were trying to win. They were just that bad, Jerry. Yeah, it was It was not a good game. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I, I didn't like purposefully watch it, but I had red zone on. And every time it came up, it just looked uglier and uglier every time I was seeing it. It, you it know, was sort of like the Jets a couple years ago when they were oh and whatever, and then won a game, and then they missed out on Trevor Lawrence, got stuck with Zach Wilson. And the it, history it, has told the story of that one. You know, it it, it felt good to uh, to to you know I was paying out patron leagues because we waited. We had several leagues. Um, we kind of let the patrons, you know, decide their own. Um, like I mentioned on last week's show, we had a couple of guys that just split the money paid out their league dues across the patron leagues they're in, and I'm going to donate the rest to DeMar Hamlin's charity. Um, we had some that used points from this week's game to determine the overall champion. Uh, but, you know, watching that that Colts game, I'll be honest, I nodded off and took about a 45-minute power nap, which I can't tell you the last time I took a power – between baseball in the spring and summer and then football all fall and winter, I can't tell you the last time that I had a good 45-minute power nap uh, until today, but uh, if you have insomnia, go to the NFL, get like the NFL, like that plus app, Jerry, and we'll rewatch that game. Rewatch that cold. Actually, it wasn't a bad game. They ended up scoring, I think it was 63 total points. So if you like bad football, but yet high scoring football, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Maybe. Listen, eh, what I'm not going to do is rewatch this game because Jared Goff looks awful so far early. Not Not a huge fan of that. You know, and and that Rams win pushed the uh, pushed the Lions outside of the top five. So I think Jared Goff. They were oh, already oh, talking. Jameson Williams, he's gone. Oh my God! Right as I talk shit about Jared Goff, look at I'm interrupting. I'm a terrible podcaster, but I'm oh, it's a flag. I huh. fucking hate this game. See, see, th this is why you got to watch live on YouTube. You'll never know when Jerry is going to lose his shit live and in living. Color, but Let me just uh, say it was Jamison Williams. He looked great, but yes, we moved down to the sixth pick, which is is whatever at the, this point. Because like I wanted the Lions to suck this year so that they could have a shot at a quarterback. Jared Goff has proved that he's good enough, so just get talent, get talent. So I'm fine with whatever. In truth, you know it's it's one it's one of those classes. It's like you know maybe the Lions trade out of five or six. Although there's a there's a couple of really there's a couple of really really big you know stud style defensive defensive players you know after you get past the quarterbacks and will anderson i know there's the tackle from georgia i think there's an end from clemson so your your lions are going to come out of it okay oh yeah uh, and, and and you never know who might fall to them later in the first round because for once the lions actual first round pick will not be a crappy first round pick <laughs> right well jerry let, let, let's flip the script a little bit let's get into good people bad tweets except this week it's going to be good people with good tweets because it's always a great topic of conversation are you ready yeah look at you you're getting soft you're just uh, no 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 here's the thing you know i've been blocked by some people over good people <laughs> bad tweets oh, come on. and, 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 and I, I wish i was kidding but i am not and it's it's not designed to like to be mean yeah, you know i'm not like i like I said, do you have anything for good people, bad tweets? And you said, no, I said, good, because I have a good person with a good tweet. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. True. But a uh, good good friend of the show, I actually met this gentleman in person at the uh, the Canton uh, Fantasy Football Expo a couple of years ago, John McGlynn. If you don't know hey, John, John, search at John McGlynn. McGlynn is M-C-G-L-Y-N-N. John McGlynn, 75. Find him. He hosts a uh, commissioner-based podcast and uh, just a good overall dude. And after the Saturday night game where the Jaguars took down the Titans, made me feel good, 
he put Trevor Lawrence greater than, greater than, about a million greater than signs, and and then then Justin Fields. And I and I think he's he's meaning for real football. That's how I took it. Jerry, when I heard that, I'll just tell you my thought and I'll throw it to you. You know, you're never going to convince people of that. I think I'm very curious when we do this, you know, 10 round super flex startup. I'm very curious to see where, where Justin Fields goes. Um, I think people will be overdrafted. I'm actually really curious to see what the Bears do. And, and I think sometimes we get those fantasy, you know, lenses on, you know, you see like the rose colored glasses. That is fantasy football because all we see is the guy that's putting top five fantasy points from the quarterback position in our lineups each and every week. And, and I think I think sometimes we forget that, you know, these actual NFL teams are supposed to be winning games. So I, I like Justin Fields. Um, he's intriguing. We've had this conversation about a bajillion times on our patron in our patron league chat. Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, he's amazing. From a real NFL standpoint, I mean, this team's lost eight straight games, I believe it is. He had two games, Jerry, two games where he had more rushing yards than passing yards, which is okay if you're winning the game. But when you're losing, that's a problem. He had two games with less than 100 yards passing this year and only two games over 200. So in a passing league, in a league that still has Aaron Rodgers, that has, you know, as much as we make fun of him, Kirk Cousins in the offense, you've got to be able to put up points on the board and you've got to be able to play from behind sometimes. So from a fantasy standpoint, he's lovely, puts up a ton of points. Very interesting. Be curious to see what the Bears do this offseason. From a real NFL standpoint, that's what makes him an enigma. Jerry, what are your thoughts when, when you hear that? Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence might be better for both. I mean, he's definitely better as an NFL quarterback, but you see the improvement, right? Like, Last year, 12 touchdowns, 17 picks, Peyton Manning comparisons, so many picks, blah, 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 blah. This year, 25 and eight. And they won the division. I mean, I mean, nine and eight or whatever they were, which isn't awesome, of course, but as a second year player and did it with not the most talented guys. We're going to talk about a couple of their wide receivers later. He is pretty much exactly what we thought he was going to be when he went unanimously one-on-one. I, I am cool with that. It, like you have said, we have spoken on Justin Fields ad nauseum. I think the, the rushing is always going to give him a nice floor. My worry about it is once the division teams figure it out, that's going to be six games where he is limited in his rushing ability. And if he doesn't take an immense step, in the passing game, then it's just, it's not going to work out for the bears. And in long, in the long term, him as a fantasy asset, I don't want to overcommit to that narrative because Jalen hurts made me look stupid. He, he really did. And, and I said all of these things about Jalen hurts and he is an, an elite QB an elite dynasty asset. What I want to see is, Justin Fields get an elite wide receiver because that has been the difference for a lot of quarterbacks that have made them take that jump like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and yada, yada, yada. And Tua to an extent also. Will the Bears be able to? I don't know because they don't, they don't have the 32nd pick now. They traded that for Chase Claypool. So that was a god-awful trade that I'm sure they wish they had back at this point. So we'll see. We'll see. But I, I will take Trevor Lawrence and – his trend more than I will Justin Fields and his elite spikes because that's what he's getting. He's like crypto. He is either going to make you a ton of money or you are going broke week to week. And Trevor Lawrence is just steadily increasing at increasing your wealth at like 7%. And that's what I'll take. I want to see that positive trend. And, and the Jaguars are only going to get better, in my opinion. They they have a competent head coach. We learned that that team was not all that bad and that Urban Meyer was absolutely a fucking disaster. And now we are in a situation where that is just not the case. And the Lions missed a field goal. Damn that. Yeah, you, you guys got to make sure that, that you listen to the Dynasty War Zone when Jerry's live streaming and, and live <laughs> watching his Lions. That is a good people, bad – and in this case, good people, good tweets – the Crip Mac on hood. On hood, good people, bad tweets from uh, sponsored by our patron. And I was talking earlier about our patron leagues. 
Um, I'm going to have a special offer on the patron, not on this show, but on next week's show, because I've got to make sure that everything goes the way that it needs to, because I don't want to offer something and then not you not be able to take advantage of it. So if you're interested in joining the patron, hit me in the DMs if you want to know what the special deal is going to be. And um, that's been the great thing about the patron is that these guys have made the season a ton of fun. Uh, I only took down one patron league. Jerry, did you take down any patron leagues? I did. I took down one. I lost in another championship. Okay. Well, you you uh, I only made it through like the first four on payouts today, and they didn't necessarily go in sequential order. So that's good. That's good. That means I, apparently, um, uh, as the, as the uh, the official, uh, uh, I guess, money keeper of the league, I got to get Jerry taken care of after the podcast. So, um, but if you come and join a patron league, I could get you taken care of if you could take down a patron league over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone come over check out everybody it's a bunch of good people and uh that again was brought to you by patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone the crip mac on hood all right jerry let's get into this man uh, we're going to wrap up the 2022 dynasty season with uh with some awards now we do this every year we uh we do a commissioner of the year is there someone this year that uh, you you that you played in leagues? Maybe you didn't commission. You can you can obviously nominate and award yourself, but but who is your commissioner of the year out of all the the commissions commissioners that commission? Who commissioned the finest for a man named Jerry? Okay, first let me say I don't commission leagues. Usually, I just I don't do it. I don't like to do it. I'm not good at it. I'm not that tedious when it comes to it. I did it to our man, Neil. I mean, he virtually commissions all of the Patreon leagues that we do. He has, you know, I, I will accept it, but, but Neil is, is very much, um, he and I like co-commission a lot of the leagues. He's the admin. He keeps everybody in line. That's what I'm saying. Like he is, he is the face of all of the Patreon league. And, and we're not talking about three leagues that we have in the Patreon. If you are unaware, we are at probably, I know we at least did P sixteen because that's the one I did. That's the that's the la- that's the 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 that's the final number. Yeah, that's the one I won. Just humble brag there. Humble brag, Jerry. He actually won a startup. Now, for those that don't know, Jerry's normal a uh, productive struggler, but that's he went true. all in and, uh, and and won won a league. Tell us yes, more with, with with the geriatrics because it was a bunch of old people. So I just I, I, it was a play on my name. Worked out like a charm. Uh, yeah, I usually hate drafting running backs, but I drafted a shitload of them, so I just kept it going, and it ended up working out. Uh, but Neil is a is a rock star when it comes to it, and the organization of P12, which or P14, excuse me, is the where we have a relegation type league where we have four divisions, and if you lose, you get last place, you relegate to the next division. If you win, you bump up to the next division. The loser of the bottom tier, the peasant class, which is the division that me and you are in gets kicked out and we replace them. Now, Diddy ended up winning the premier division. So congrats to him. He actually had a really good year. I'm in multiple leagues with him where he was the champ. So props to Diddy. But so that that's a tough one to organize all of the draft picks and the very, very, very specific rules. Uh, G said that AJ will be pissed. Well, AJ won, so I can't give him credit. Neil doesn't win. Uh-huh. Hey, look, look, Neil is a, a hell of a, of a commissioner, and uh, our patron leagues would not run as smoothly as they do. I, I'm giving mine. I mentioned him last week. I think this is a two-time winner for me. It's it's Russ, a.k.a. at Dynasty Outhouse. Uh, he handled the DeMar Hamlin situation with, with, with a grace and class that I expect nothing less of Russ. The, the Trade Addict 7 leagues are a lot of fun. And uh, it, it's tough, man. You know, it's tough to, to always nominate your, no, uh, your own. Uh, I clearly support the nomination, Neil. Um, but I just, you know, Tyler Gunther of the Dynasty Happy Hour is a great commissioner. Uh, JD from the GOAT District is a great commissioner. But I always start with this segment because this is my job, and I did it last week. It's, it's Jerry and I's job to make sure that we remind you to thank your commissioner. No, you don't have to tip them. No, you don't have to set up, you know, send them a like an edible arrangement. It'd be nice if you did. Like if you won the league and you maybe you won big money 
And, and you know, you could send your commissioner like a nice edible arrangement or, or like a, I don't know, like a bottle of wine or something. I don't know. There, there's got to be something. If I if I send Neil an edible arrangement, it is going to be some wilted ass fruit for the eight months it takes to get to Australia. Man, that 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 is not a good idea for 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 you, Jerry. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is is make sure all the good commissioners in your life that make, especially if you're like Jerry and you don't commission, you know, the least you could do is just send them a DM, send them a text, you know, send them some, say thanks. Hey, you know what? You made the league a lot of fun this year. Really appreciated it. Uh, know the week 17 thing was a bit difficult. Whatever. Send them a fist bump emoji, something to let all the good commissioners out there know that uh, that you appreciate them because it's not easy work. All right, Jerry, who was your biggest surprise out of all the dynasty assets that you drafted, traded for? Who was Jerry's biggest dynasty surprise? Bro, it, it is a person that I absolutely talked some stuff about in the offseason. I hated his contract. I didn't like him as a player. Christian Kirk. I mean, he didn't like set the world on fire, but I truly thought that was one of the idiotic contracts of all of the offseason, and he ended up being worth it. I think he had right around 1,100 yards or something. He was a huge spark for them. He, he's, he's aligned with Trevor Lawrence for the next three years. He's a stable dynasty asset. And that is not something that I would have bet on coming into this season. So the the absolute biggest surprise for me is Christian Kirk. And, and I'm, I'm upset that I was so against him because I have no shares. And I think he would be a perfect person. He's one of those perfect guys that you got for super cheap and you can plug him in and have a championship level wide receiver three. And I'm just, I'm sad. I don't have any of those. I wanted that person to be Hollywood Brown and it, you know, for his injury and then Kyler going down and Kyler going to be out again next season. It's not looking like that's going to play out either. Christian Kirk is exactly sort of what, what that needed to be. And, and I am, I'm a bozo and I overcommitted to despising somebody and I was wrong on it. Yeah. Christian Kirk was someone that I was advocating that our patrons, you know, went out and got during the middle of the season uh, I, I think he's still going to be undervalued, but I think for sure. in, in, in about a month, so I did a YouTube short that should launch first thing Monday morning. That It's a one-minute video about Calvin Ridley, but if you're watching this live or listening to this on Wednesday, I guess screw it. You don't have to go back and, and watch my one-minute YouTube. You should. Uh, I'm going to be doing more of that, but it's, it's Calvin Ridley is going to keep Christian Kirk's value down. The one that's going to get squeezed out there is going to be Zay Jones. And I think this goes back to the to John's point about Trevor Lawrence. Not only is he good for football now, but Christian Kirk was good and a surprise. But that offense in general is going to be fun. Now, they need to re-sign Evan Ingram. I don't think people realize Evan Ingram is a free agent. I don't know why Evan Ingram would want to leave as long as Jacksonville and he can you know, maybe work out a two- or three-year contract. He's only 28. But, man, they're going to act. Think about that offense. And as a Colts fan, I'm not excited. You know, this is the best way I can I can summarize how I feel about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I would much rather have Justin Fields in our division as a Colts fan than Trevor Lawrence because this team's going to be a problem and going to be a problem quick. With ETN, another year under his belt, they you know, they're going to bring back Kirk. They're going to have Zay Jones. The, hopefully they re-sign Evan Ingram, and then you're going to add Calvin Ridley to this offense and another year of maturity under Doug Peterson. This this Jaguars team is going to be a problem, and having even even I think I would let Calvin Ridley come back, let that depress the dynasty value of your man Kirk, and uh, I, I think that might be the way to go. But my guy's a guy that I've been advocating for for a while, and I thought he was going to get this bump under the clapper, under uh, oh my gosh, I, I just call him the clapper. Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett under former Dallas head coach Jason Garrett. I thought he was going to get a bump, but I guess it took former Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dayball to give the boy Danny Dimes a bump. Dude, Danny Dimes, QB7 on the season through 17 weeks. I'm not counting week 18. It's ugly. It's gross. And uh, But, dude, QB7. Now, Jerry, you know I've always been a Dimes guy. Uh, and, and part of that's a little misleading, let's be honest. You know, Kyler missed a significant chunk of the season. Lamar missed a significant chunk of the season. 
Watson, A, didn't look good and missed a ginormous chunk of the season. So if everybody had stayed healthy, if everybody had you know played 17 games, would he have been the QB7? Maybe not, but I think it's safe to say he would have been the QB10. And I think Jerry lined up at like flanker in like three games this year. That's how bad the weapons were in New York for for Danny Dimes. So I am uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of what Dimes was able to do. And I, I mean, you know, get Wandell Robinson back from the ACL. Maybe they can, you know, add a weapon or two. I know that they're not in the best cap situation. They got to resign Danny Dimes. But uh, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Mr. Dimes? No, I'm I'm about it. I think he is another one of those guys that is an elite wide receiver away from taking a monstrous step. He just, he, he impressed this year. He runs deceivingly explosively. And those are certainly not grammatically correct to say it that way. But honestly, all of a sudden that guy can take off and get you a giant chunk of fantasy points. And it's an absolutely wonderful time. He needs, I mean, that wide receiver core is, shoestrings and bubble gum, man. Like it's, it's just not good. When you got Richie James as your leading guy, I, I would love to see Wandale. I think he's a good talent. I'm with you. I like it. I, and in truth, I have traded a bunch for him lately, sort of in my run up as I was losing quarterbacks to injuries at the end of the season, which seemed to happen a little bit too much with my teams. And, and I'm sure I will in the off season because he's never going to be a sexy guy. Cause his name is Daniel Jones. It's not like Tank Thompson. Like if his name was Tank Thompson, his ADP would be even higher. But it, Daniel Jones is a boring name. It's a boring dynasty name. Daniel Jones is kind of a. It feels like your accountant. <laughs> it really does. Your 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 son's your son's like you know eighth grade science teacher, Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. He even kind of looks he like looks, he looks like a science sure, teacher to, to be to be quite honest. You know, like that ex jock that you know you know. Thought he was going to coach PE or something, mm-hmm. but no, man. Danny Dimes was a, a, a huge surprise this year, and I don't think you're going to get that Danny Dimes discount. So I went back because I was going to like, you know, like thump my chest for always being a Danny Dimes supporter. And, and this is this is just something I'll share with you because I, I think it's funny as well. Is that you know nobody is ever worth what what you think they're worth. Like last year is like everybody's like. Daniel Dimes is trash. You know, no, nobody wants Dan- I'm like, cool. I, I would be interested in having some some Danny Dimes, please. And they're all like, well, not unless you're going to give me a first. I'm like, wait a second. Two minutes ago, you hate him, but the minute I inquire that if I can get him, it's no. It's 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 absolutely not. so. It, it's weird, but uh, I was very I was very very surprised with uh, with my man named Danny Dimes. But uh, Jerry, who who is your? That was that's a good that's a good award. Who was your biggest bust of the dynasty season? Who who did you have big expectations for, and who ultimately, as you like to say, shit the bed or poop the bed uh, for Jerry? Uh, I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor has to be a leading candidate. I mean, you know, a yes. little side note. So you you do you, but I was not going to penalize anybody for injury. I was okay, looking but- for 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 blanket. Like I, initially, I was going to do Darren Waller. But I'm not going to hammer someone for injury because that's who just played bad. Like who played like shit? Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor. I'm still sticking with that. He just was not good this year. I mean, he played a lot of games. Yes, he got hurt, but he also looked awful for a lot of games. I mean, a lot of games where he was getting 20 plus touches and coming away with eight points for your fantasy team. He only had a couple touchdowns. He definitely didn't hit a thousand yards. He probably at least played 11 or 12 games. He just when you draft him 101 in a, in a non-superflex, if you draft him, you know, 108 or 9 or 6 or whatever in a superflex, and you come out and you drop those numbers, absolutely bust out. But if we're not, I mean, the problem is I can't do my other injury guy because I wrote two names down. The other one was Matthew Stafford. So he ended up getting hurt too, but he just looked like poop. He looked like he he got his ring. He got the champagne and he just did not care anymore. So yes, he got hurt and missed a bunch of it. But that dude had Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup ate. Stafford didn't do anything. Which sucks because in, in our in our money league, 
I was deciding that I was going to, I was going to make my run for it. So I had a bunch of running backs. I had Aaron Rodgers. I had Matthew Stafford. And just by the fact that I said those two names, you know, that did not play out very well for Jared Jarrett. It did not, in fact, work out for your man named Jer Jer. I uh, I, I agree with you. Now, uh, I'm going to pick on a guy in Honolulu Blue. And in fairness, he did miss three games. But he has nowhere through three seasons lived up to the hype that he's been billed. And that's DeAndre Swift. Yep. Now, he wasn't a... Saquon Barkley level, an Ezekiel Elliott level, even a currently coming into the league, a Bijan Robinson level, 101. But there was a time where, you know, we were supposed to be tanking for DeAndre Swift. And it just seems like Dan Campbell and the fighting Detroit kneecap biters are, are just really a big Jamal Williams guy. Now, Jamal Williams is a free agent to be in Dynasty. But Jerry, as, as a Lions fan, do do you see a world where where they don't bring back Jamal Williams because he just feels like a Dan Campbell guy? Oh, he's coming back. There's just, there's no way around it. And and here's the thing: like I'm with you on DeAndre Swift. He is absolutely a sell if you can sell him for his name value or at least what it has been, because Jamal Williams is the guy getting the carries. He looks better, and it's what DeAndre Swift needs. That's that's the bad thing about this whole situation is DeAndre Swift looks good when he touches the ball, but when he touches it too much, he gets hurt. We've seen that throughout his career. So we, they are actually using him to his skill set, and he is you know doing as well as he can based on that. But he is not going to be Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, you know Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. He's not going to get those touches. This is a dude that's going to get 11 touches a game. And he's probably going to score a touchdown and get 45 yards, which is fine. It's fine as an asset. But where you drafted him as a rookie, where you took him in a startup, what you can get if you trade him, it doesn't match his production. So, yes, I'm with you. He he has not only been a seasonal disappointment, a dynasty disappointment as well. Well, uh, and I wish I could say more. You know, this is the team that when they're at home, they lead the NFL in scoring. It's like I think it's 32 points a game. And if I told you that the Lions offense was going to score in the top five of all offenses on the season. And so let's let's get in our time machine. We talked about this earlier, Jerry. We're going to time travel for a second. We're going to time travel back to Labor Day weekend. The NFL season's a week away. We're drinking beers on a boat. Um, we're, We're hanging out. And I say, Jerry, your Lions this year are going to be a top five scoring offense and they're going to flirt with the playoffs and he's going to play 14 games. Where do you think DeAndre Swift finishes as as an RB this dynasty season? What are you going to say? Top six. That sounds right. That sounds right. And you know where he is right now coming into the week? RB 24. RB24 coming into the week. And, and and that's largely because he had 27 points last week. He had 27 PPR points. So I'm with Jerry. Hope is going to continue to spring eternal. Because, I mean, the Lions are on the upswing, guys. You know, if it was a pendulum, you know how a pendulum swing. If you were watching on YouTube, you'd see these really cool hand motions. <laughs> it's swinging now, but the Lions are on the upswing. Listen, the if Lions they can gonna, keep Ben Johnson their offensive coordinator, I'm worried he's going to take a head coaching job, but we'll see. I think he's a year away from that. But but at the end of the day, um, yes, in the offseason when DeAndre Swift in a startup is going in the top six to eight of running backs, I think that's the time to to, to cut loose of him. If I think because Najee's name's word, if I can get Najee plus a little something for Swift, huh. Huh. even a second, even I'm happy to do it. But. Give me, give me the volume. Give me the, give me the. Because you, if you listen to the podcast, you know how bullish I am on on the Steelers. So, okay, Jerry, give give me your biggest. Now that the season's over, give me your biggest dynasty sell. Mine is J.K. Dobbins. Okay, interesting. Spit. Uh, I just listen. He came back and he looked good, right? But Lamar Jackson wasn't there. And what is the biggest hindrance? to the Ravens' backfield in their rushing attack, it's Lamar Jackson. 
So the offense is completely different when Lamar Jackson is in. And when J.K. Dobbins ran it with Lamar Jackson, dude was getting eight carries. He comes back when Lamar's out, he's getting 17, 15, and he's going for 100 and some yards. Those are going to be Lamar's carries. And in the red zone, Lamar is going to be the one getting into the end zone too. It, I think it's it's good to see J.K. Dobbins come back from the injury and be able to play. He's a usable asset, but he's still got young, elite draft capital running back value, even though his numbers have really never added up to that. And because he came back and was productive at the end of the year, that's what everybody remembers. It's what have you done for me lately? And the last thing that we're going to know about J.K. Dobbins is going to be him getting, you know, 100 yards or damn near 100 yards in the last month of the season. So he's it's the same as Swift. Him and Swift are just two peas in a pod for me. They were of the the vaunted and revered 2020 running back class. And they have shown some signs of being really, really good talents. And not enough of it for me to want to rely on it as a cornerstone of my dynasty roster. So when that's the case, I'm going to get rid of them before that value starts to dip. Yeah, I could agree. Going into year four, final year of his rookie deal, um, you would love to have seen something more from him. Uh, Going into the season, for me, my biggest dynasty sell because – I think this is your last maximum cash out window is Saquon Barkley. I think it's great that he largely got out of the season with health. Uh, I didn't look quite, I think he's in the top five. I can actually, I just a little quick uh, pivot here coming into week 18. He was in fact, number five, it went Eckler McCaffrey, Jacobs, Henry Barkley. And I think this is going to be your last big cash out on Saquon Barkley. Could he be good for another year or two? Sure. Um, He's had some injury issues in his career. Um, Kudos to him. You know, played all 17 games. Not one game missed this year due to injury. Um, Had a couple of week-winning weeks. He played well in the playoffs for the most part. 23 points in round one, week 15. 27 points in week two. Didn't help you out a ton in week 17 championship week with 7.3, but... Um, just a guy kind of like Bijan Robinson. We've talked about him. Um, I think this is the, the last season where you could get multiple firsts for Saquon Barkley. Maybe you could get a 23 and a 24. Maybe you can get a young guy worth a, uh, worth a, a first. And that would be your two first equivalents. I just think that this is the year, um, love, love it, uh, as an upside, uh, as an upside play, you may not want to move him on a contender. But if if you're on the fence of what you're going to be doing in 2023, I, I don't mind you moving Saquon Barkley. Jerry, what are your thoughts on Barkley? I mean, he was really good this year, averaged almost 18 points a game PPR. But uh, man, just uh, just just tough. I, I think it's if you have Saquon Barkley, you're probably holding out for a little bit because it's it, like, what are you going to get in the off season? It is a question. Like, let's say you have Saquon on a team. I, I'm gonna guess you're not gonna go after picks if you're a contender. Which if you had say if I can get a, if I can get a veteran, I, I'm gonna wait to my next guy because I don't want to spill my okay. biggest buy of the off season. Um, but if I could get like what I thought would be close to equal points, like if I could get Swift. I mean, I know it sounds odd, like we're talking about selling him, but if I could get Swift and like something good for Barkley, like I think I could maybe get a 24 first. I don't think I'm gonna get a 23 first. Maybe I gotta throw in a third or something, but I'm I'm happy to 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 take the 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 year discount on Swift. I don't know, it's tough, but I, I just I think I'm always about maximizing, right? But I don't know, it, it's hard, but I just don't want to be left holding that bag. You know, I don't want to look back and have a Zeke Elliott situation on my hands that that I I, I can't get because because a lot of services, including Fantasy Pros, the Nerds. Uh, a lot of people have him in the top five of a startup. I would yeah. love to be able to get top five of a startup value for him. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to pay that much. I, I think I probably trust Saquon a little bit more than you. But I'm always down to trade a running back for a shitload. 
So I, I'm always going to be in and I'm going to, I think I know who you're going to talk about next. So I'm not going to bring that person up in a trade, but like that person plus we'll, we'll loop back to it. Yeah. I'll definitely take that. But G brought up Kyler and Mixon. He cashed out on them. I'm a hundred percent in on cashing out on Kyler and I have been absolutely a Kyler guy. The problem is he didn't help you in the playoffs this year and he's not going to help you next year. So you're just sitting on him. This is a Deshaun Watson thing, except for Deshaun Watson's value tanked. I'm going to guess Kyler's doesn't tank to that extent, but it's sort of the same thing. And I actually traded a mix and share for Derrick Henry. I I don't even think I got much plus. It probably was a little bit, but not much just because I feel like they're both sort of on that same timescale. And I'd rather trust Derrick Henry in the short term than I would Joe Mixon outside of a 50 point game or whatever the hell he got. But yeah, I, I, I'm fine on moving either of those guys. Mixon isn't special to me anymore. And Kyler, I, I don't know what Kyler is. And either, even not knowing, I still have to wait to find out. And I just, I hate that. And he got Christian McCaffrey for it, who's another old guy who I would love to sell, but I would take them for sure. I would much rather have that, especially if you won the league because of it. Well, you're buying, man. Who are you buying? Who am I buying? Yeah, who are you buying? Who's your well, biggest off-season well, buy? I, Do you I need to go? I, I have yes, because we're 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 sharing a name. So. Okay, so who do you think we're sharing? Who do you think I'm buying? Najee Harris. Nope. Okay. Well, that was the guy I was talking about that I would trade uh, Saquon for and get Najee plus. But anyway, who do you got then? I, I have Nick Chubb. Now, if I'm a contender, I I am going to get Nick Chubb because he's going into year five five. He's on, and I'm I'm kind of bullish on this division in general. I do think Cleveland will be better with Deshaun Watson. And I had it pulled up. Excuse my mouse click there for a second, but um, not been great. But he's been you know 10, 11, 12 points. Um, I mean he's the RB six on the season. If I'd have asked you where Nick Chubb finished on the season, would you have guessed RB six? He just like is steady Eddie. And I, I, I think I would rather have him as opposed to a, a lot of these guys. I, I think he's going to continue to be solid if you're a contender. If you're not a contender, I would love to get Najee Harris. I would absolutely love to get Najee Harris. Um, I think Najee Harris' season's over. So so why do you have Harris on there? I mean, like I said, I have Chubb on there just because he's quiet. He feels under the radar. Fantasy Pros has him as their RB uh, 10 in a startup. I think that's good value. Uh, the guys in that area of, of him is Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson are the two below him at 11 and 12. And DeAndre Swift and Javante Williams are the two ahead of him. Out of that cluster of five guys, you can't, you can't, you know, I can't think of a world where I would rather have Swift, Williams, Jacobs, or Stevenson over Chubb. And if that's where the value is, that's where I'm going to uh, going to mention him, but you, but you said Najee Harris. Um, I know why I like him. Why do you like him? I just I listen. You not only do I believe it, but you've also convinced me that Pittsburgh is going to get much better. Um, well, they're going to fire a, Matt Canada. Yeah, that's a, it's a very 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 young offense, and they are all learning how to play together. And and they've they have improved. Um, Kenny Pickett. He looks a little bit lost at times, but he also can make some good things happen. Najee Harris, or Najee Harris just looks hurt. He's looked hurt, and he's looked off all year, but he's going to get tons of work. And he is he was a popular pick to go extremely early, early in redraft leagues and startups and did not perform that way. So he's a buy. And Jonathan Taylor, to an extent. I know I, I pooped on him a little bit earlier, but same thing. If somebody is willing to part ways with a guy like him, I'm going to take it every single time, but he's just going to get tons of work. He's a good pass catcher. He can do everything you need. That offensive line is just bad and it needs to improve. And that's it. So, and and I, and I trust that he is, I mean, he's still under contract for multiple years, which is pretty much exactly what you can hope for out of a running back in dynasty. It's honestly one of the premier things production aside, extreme elite production aside, somebody's contract is probably the second most important thing when it comes to a dynasty running back. What, what I'm looking for when, when I create a buy list is like whose situation is going to get better. 
You know, that's why I'm so bullish on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All of these guys are first and second year guys, except for Deontay Johnson. You know, I'm anticipating an offensive coordinator change. I'm anticipating that whatever offseason resources they have are going to get poured into that offensive line. The defense is still, I don't want to go as far as to say elite. It's still really, really, really good. I don't know that it's 49ers good, but it's a top five defense in the league. I think that's that's pretty much the case. I, I think that they've got their stars like Minka Fit. Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt under contract. And, you know, I, th- I think the if I were the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would be putting my first two draft picks and whatever free agency dollars I have in that offensive line. You know, I, I would love because you, Jerry, you know, I'm a Deontay Johnson guy. Yeah. Always, always have been. But I don't know that he's a one. I don't know that he's an alpha I don't think George Pickens has it between the ears to be an alpha. I think he has a talent. I think he has the game at times. I just don't think he has. And I'll be honest, between how his behavior has been both alleged in college and what I've heard and you know been alleged in the pros, if you're Mike Tomlin after fostering that type of behavior for several years with Antonio Brown, are you going to foster that behavior again out of a wide receiver? Right. I mean, when you're a knucklehead in Pittsburgh, you wind up in Chicago to the Bears. They trade you to the Bears. Uh, it's the Steelers, and I really like that offense. That's why I like Nick, like Nick Chubb. I think that they're going to continue to you know pour what assets they have into that offense. I think they're going to come back, and I think that's going to be a good offense. And, and why wouldn't you want assets in the AFC North? You think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to slow down, Jerry? No. Okay, you know, we we are already seeing that Baltimore's been a, a solid well with Lamar, Baltimore's a solid offense. You know, Pittsburgh we believe in. And now that Deshaun Watson's playing football again and gonna have an entire offseason, I mean the AFC North used to be known for its yeah, yeah, the AFC North, it used to be known for its shootouts or def- defense. And I now I think it's gonna be known for some shootouts. I think there's gonna be good, good fantasy production there, Jerry. You know who's another cheap one that who's I want to mention? And, and it's a guy that you have definitely hated. It's just it's Nick Chubb's teammate, Amari Cooper. So he's going to be 29. He had a pretty good season. You know, I, I think he probably had about 1,100 yards or something, close, close to 10 touchdowns. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. He's under contract for at least next season and the year after that. Deshaun Watson is under contract for those that same time period. There's not – DPJ is a nice, very cheap buy but there's not another alpha sort of wide receiver. I think you could do worse, especially as he gets older. So he's, I think he's 28 this year. So next year he'll be 29. So he's sort of hitting that age where he's in his prime. He's got a quarterback that's only going to get better. And he's cheap and he's an afterthought because everybody has Amari Cooper fatigue because he's been in our vernacular for the last decade. He will not be 29 until June. So he, I mean, if he, and these guys do, right? If they play at a high level into their early 30s, if you get Amari Cooper, now, I don't know that he'll be in Cleveland because he has like no dead cap on his contract and he can save him $20 million. That could be, but, but you have a, you know, you have a tendency to where if you extend this guy, you know, you can make it very cap friendly for the next couple of years to keep him. But you're absolutely right. 28 years old will be 29 in June. Um, where do you think he finished? Wide receiver what on the season? 14, probably. 10. Okay. Top 10 wide receiver, 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. Playing and he's he's not going to get drafted there. And his trade value absolutely, doesn't, absolutely doesn't, is not, not indicative of that. So so as we're ri- winding up the show, again, we're going to do the same thing next next week. We're going to do our biggest rookie. So, you know, we'll be talking Brees Hall, Jerry's boy, Kenneth Walker, um, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Garrett. We'll be talking all these guys next week. Same kind of thing. We'll be doing our rookie awards next week. But, I mean, Jerry, as you go into the offseason, and you're getting ready to do startup season and trades and stuff, can I read you the wide receivers? Let's go – Let's go 10 through 14, 15. Are you ready? Okay. 
Amari Cooper, he old, boring. Mike Evans, wide receiver 11. He's old, he's boring. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 12, and missed a game. Mike Evans also missed a game. Uh, Christian Kirk, you mentioned him, wide receiver 13. Jamar Chase, you know, he missed several games with the hip injury. So he was wide receiver 14. Your boy, DK Metcalf. My point is, is that these veterans always have a way of producing. Oh, by the way, you know, people are always telling you in Dynasty, you got a 27, 28-year-old wide receivers. Let me read you the top three. Justin Jefferson, fine. He's, I think, 23 years old, maybe 24. Also in Tyreek Hill, same age as Amari Cooper. He's 28. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams, he's 30. Stephon Diggs, he's 29. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think he's 26-ish, somewhere in there. Guys, at the wide receiver position, you know, we just talked about Hill, Adams, Diggs, Evans, Cooper, Lockett. 28, 29, 30, if you're doing your startups – and you're doing like a win now, or you want to contend the first year of your league, don't be oh, – we didn't even mention Cooper Cup, who will also be 29 or 30 mm-hmm. this coming off season. Don't be afraid of these guys. It's like we always feel like we have to, you know, take a gamble on a Brandon Ayuk, who had a fine season. Yeah. You know, it startup in startup season last year, if you'd have taken – I don't know what their ADP would have been, but I think it would be fair to say that somewhere in those mid-rounds of a startup – Hey, you can go uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can wait till Tuesday. And if you're listening on Wednesday via the podcast, you can go back and watch the Toilet to Titles mock draft I'm going to do with these guys on, on Tuesday on their YouTube channel. But, but Jerry, don't be afraid of the old guys. No. Listen, I, I say that the, the Patreon league that I won was the one I drafted the old guys in. Jerry Patrick's. Dude, running back the exact same way, right? Everybody, everybody would, you know, everybody's like, gotta get, gotta get Bijan Robinson, gotta, gotta get him, gotta get him. Look, Austin Eckler, he's like 27. He's an alien, too. Christian McCaffrey, he's like 28. Josh Jacobs is in year four. Derrick Henry is in year eight. Saquon Barkley finishing year four. Nick Chubb finishing year four. Tony Pollard finishing year four. Aaron Jones. 2017 running back class. The only quote-unquote young guy is Ramondre Stevenson. And Ramondre Stevenson's like 37 years old. All right, I'm just kidding. He's actually 24. He'll be 25 next month in February. But you get my drift. You know, Mm -hmm. people will tell you Dynasty's no country for old men. There's a movie reference. But at the end of the day, it's like, I just want players to help me win. If I want young guys, you know, maybe I want – Maybe that's something that, that Jerry, you and I need to come up with a startup strategy because we're we have some startup shows coming up down the line. But just kind of talking out loud, I think if I'm in a startup, I'm going to do everything in my power to get Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or CD Lamb or like AJ Brown. I think those are the one of the four guys, and then I'll figure out the rest from there in a one QB. I think you're right. Because because you want to have that because, I mean, again, it's boring. But if you've had Mike Evans since he was a rookie in 2014 in Dynasty, I know that's very rare. It's very rare to have one guy on the same Dynasty team for like nine years. But if you've had Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs or, you know, Mike Evans, you've had a very, very, very useful asset. Now, somewhere along the way, he got boring. It was just boring and passe that he was going to give you a thousand yards each and every season. Ho hum, another nine touchdowns. Boring because it's because right. Everybody wants the new sizzle, right? Everybody wants the new hotness, Jerry. Yep, and they'll overpay for it every single time. Yes, they will. But those are conversations for future podcasts, Jerry. I'm going to get you out of here. It's halftime of the Lions Packers game. You can go hop down on that soft seat. They're in the living room next to the beautiful Mrs. Jerry and your pup. You can watch the second half of this game. We'll come back next week, and we'll do the 2022 Dynasty Rookie Awards. How's that sound? I, I'm so excited, and I'm excited to just dive into rookies. Dude, I mean, we've got, I am so we've got the last college football games tomorrow, if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, it was a couple of days ago. Hopefully, mm-hmm. TCU won. Oh, you got? We'll, 
I, I'm it's gonna, it's, I'm gonna, uh, it's I'm TCU, TCU plus TCU. 13 and a half last I looked. Yeah, I mean, I think Georgia win, but I'm going to root for TCU for sure. Um, but yeah, so it, all of the tape is going to be available. You know, watch your best content creator, watch the games yourself, whatever, whatever your strategy is, you know. It's well, fun. Jerry, they, they, they stuck and, and around then, this long. Uh, you you stuck around? Dude, that's the beauty. I, I was telling my son this. He was asking because, you know, he played fantasy football at a serious level for the first time this season with his buddies on the high school baseball team. Did you look and at it, his team? Did you judge his team? The I, he he did terrible, but he he he, re, <laughs> he refuses. You gotta learn. He refuses help. So you got to learn. You got to learn the, the the hard way. But he asked me, what's what's so great about Dynasty? I was like, because it never ends, dude. I was like, we're going to get like, honestly, I was like, we'll like take a bit of a break and we'll enjoy just football for the sake of football over the course of the next month. We'll watch the playoffs. I was like, well, we'll talk a lot about these rookies, these guys coming in from the NCAA to the NFL. We'll get super excited about them. I was like, then we'll start doing startup leagues in March, which is always, always a great time. I was like, then, then also in March, you hit free agency right around St. Patrick's day, right around, March 17th, you were going to do become outrageous. So by the way, the running back and tight end classes this year, free agency are bananas. Wide receiver, not so much, but going to be a lot of movement, going to be a lot of dynasty value shakeups at those two positions. Then you go right into April with all rookies all the time. It'll be mock drafts. It'll be, you know, rookie drafts. Then you go into May, right? Like that first weekend of May, which is like right after the NFL draft. Like the entire month of May, we'll be doing rookie drafts. This league, that league, it'll be glorious. Then in June this year, we're gonna we're gonna throttle it down and let the the guys of the DWZ Football Network. But there'll be a show every Wednesday. Um, you know, you'll probably now if the guys want to create more content, they will. But you'll probably get every show once a month, right? You'll get one rookie rundown. You'll get one fantasy football smackdown. You'll get one Dynasty War Games. You'll get one Dynasty War Zone. And over the months of June and July, we'll throttle it down just a bit. There'll still be a ton of YouTube content because that's where the, those Dynasty shorts are going to be. Um, I will stream them to TikTok, too. Your boy Memphis TikTok star. Oh, yeah. You know, one of those gimmicks. Uh, but you know what? A lot of good stuff coming from the DWZ. And I, I want to thank the patrons. I want to thank Matt over at Not Dead Yet. Hate Brand Goods is no more. He's rebranded it Not Dead Yet. What does that mean? It means if you're listening to this podcast, you're not dead yet. And there's still a lot of things you can do with your life. There's still a lot of things that you have left to do. Um, I'll cover all that in a future episode. But Jerry, what do you have as I shut this one down? Nothing. Just enjoy football now. Yes. We have, we have stressed, you know, watching scores for the last four months just enjoy it now now you can't enjoy my detroit lions you can't jump on their bandwagon and i apologize for that and if you did start to this is what they do they punch you in the face right before you get something nice but you know just just enjoy the playoffs football is awesome we it, it, we're down to the last little bit of it and it's it's always a sad time when football season ends so just enjoy it just watch it enjoy the games have a good ass time I think his Twitter handle is at WyattFFB, and pretty good follow on Twitter. And he was like, for all you people bitching about the the Colts and the Broncos on Thursday night, I bet you're wishing you had Broncos and Colts on a Thursday night. It won't be long, gang. It won't be long. So this is something I actually recommend for our patrons. I recommend to let your brain cool off. Now, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ignore a trade. You shouldn't not be active in your group chat. But don't be afraid just to sit back and do a little DFS. Don't be afraid to sit back and, you know, maybe, you know, a little, little uh, two-team parlay or something. Just relax. Go out. Start putting together, you know, some notes about each roster. Get ready for a big February. And that's what we're going to do. But please head over to YouTube. Subscribe, to Subscribe. You don't have to turn notifications on. You probably should. But if you don't, you can still subscribe and help out Jerry and I. You can leave a rating and review. And, uh, Jerry, that's all I got. Hey, that's enough, my friend. That is enough. So on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. 
You can follow the show everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, especially Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Follow us there, and uh, we'll be back with more content real soon. Uh, and remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Say goodbye, Jerry. Peace. No, you're supposed to say goodbye, Jerry. Nope. It's like the oldest. Like When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak